Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast, where we will bring you some of the most interesting interviews and features from the world of tech. Visit irishtechnews.ie and check out our podcast section to explore all of our previous episodes. You can subscribe to our podcast using whatever your favourite app or service is by visiting anchor.fm forward slash irish dash tech dash news. Hello and welcome to the show with me, Gillian Goffsell. I'm doing a mini-series on women, female founders and how they are raising money and what are the pitfalls and what are the upside and downs that have been a female founder. So today I'm delighted to have as my guest, Thessie Murrain, who is a co-founder of Liquality and also the founder of Women in Blockchain in New York, which now numbers in excess of 3,000 members. So thank you so much for coming on the show, Thessie, today. Thank you for inviting me. I'm delighted. So tell me a bit about your background. Where, where, Who are you and where did you come from and how did you end up in Web3? Yeah, um, like you said, my name is Tessie Mirain and um, I ended up in Web3 because I was always an activist, actually. I was very much interested in um, equality in general and uh, I have a background in product. Uh, I created trading products uh, at JP Morgan's investment bank for six years. And that was also during the financial crisis. And um, I realized that things might not be as fair as they could be. And so I got very interested uh, first in Occupy. I was an activist there. I worked with the alternative banking group, and which is a working group of Occupy. And um, yeah, later, through some uh, other ways, I found... Uh, I heard about Ethereum, and so that got me really excited. And at that very moment, I heard about it. I saw it first as a solution. There, there is a lot of opportunity to um, collaborate, to work, to do things differently, and and shift uh, power from institutions to the individuals. Uh, and on the other hand, I also uh, immediately thought of the potential downfalls, which I see in general that we like you know create technology that repeats what we already have in the legacy world i call it the legacy world versus the new world and so um those two uh, impulses were very strong then and are still strong now uh, so um that's how i on one side got into web3 uh, the workplace but also uh, web3 uh, i created women in blockchain in 2016 uh, to alleviate that problem, to like address uh, inequality in technology. That's a very exciting point because Web3 is innovative, transformational, powerful. But you're right, we don't want it to repeat the same mistakes of Web2. I think maybe last yep. summer, last year, we kind of felt that was happening over again. I know it's centralized, but it was. it's interesting that, that you're, you're, you're picking up on that point that we don't want to repeat history because we're, we're doomed otherwise. So tell Absolutely, me this yes. The women in blockchain in New York City, what do you do? So there's a huge membership there, 3,000 plus. Is it a regular? Yeah, I mean, this is like a lot. Of, it's a lot of people. They're not, they don't all show up. Um, basically, mm -hmm. I mean, what was really interesting about women in blockchain, in particularly in the beginning, is that it was the only organization for women. And it's a community organization. Since then, there have been lots of other types of um, uh, chapters, right, in different places there. At some point, there were like 17 women in blockchain uh, groups uh, across the world um, after COVID. I don't know how that looks, but there are so many initiatives now for women. And that's really, um, it's great. And we collaborate. It's about education. It's about featuring women. It's about showing uh, women that there is a space for them. 
and a path to um, you know self-expression and and contributing what what women or other minorities also uh, know and and why it is important to um, get up and be part of the technology now because we're basically laying the groundwork we're building yeah. the foundations right now and tell me you also joined consensus uh, from which quality your uh, uh, startup came from so what was the path in there? I mean, working for Consensus is obviously a huge and amazing um, uh, achievement. How did you get in there and how did you enjoy working there? Yeah, when I when I uh, heard about Ethereum, um, I actually shortly thereafter um, met Joe Lubin, the founder of Consensus and one of the co-founders of uh, Ethereum. Um, I, I heard him talk at a, at a fintech conference because I came from the investment bank. So... I was at that fintech conference and um, really liked what he said, and I wanted him to talk to Occupy. <laughs> so, so that was actually my first uh, intro to Joe. And um, then um, I looked into what Consensus is doing, which was like very early on. I mean, I think that at the time there were maybe like twenty-five people at Consensus, mm. forty people perhaps. It was like end of twenty fifteen, um, September of twenty fifteen, and so. Um, I thought, wow, you know, this is like, there's so much potential. I could totally see it. I was super excited, but you know, like my work uh, at the investment bank and, and the work uh, that consensus was doing at the time was uh, the, the consensus work was very early. And so anyways, I was lucky uh, to be hired um, for a consulting uh, gig initially. And then um, I was hired full-time in 2016. And so, yes, and then started a research project there uh, initially to explore uh, swapping between uh, Bitcoin and Ethereum in the same way that we expect everything to work in a decentralized manner, like without a middleman. And so this is how, this was the, the early uh, work that eventually ended up becoming Liquality, my project. Okay. So tell me a bit about Liquality and your co-founder, who's, as it happened, is a male. That's allowed. We're, we're allowed. Yes, yes. <laughs> Simone Lapsher. Yes. Uh, so Simone and I met at Consensus uh, when we were working on a different project together and eventually started this, this research. Um, and uh, Consensus at the time had this venture studio model, uh, which was, oh my God, uh, as a as a second time founder, this, this is like such a luxury to be um, in a place where you can really focus on um, the technology and, and what you're building and, and, you know, like don't have to worry about money all the time. Um, you know, this is like a very heavy R&D space. And uh, back then, I mean, this was so early. So um, so that's what we started. We started a research project and then, um, yeah, eventually that ended up being being liquidity. And what does it do? What does your project do? So today, um, so so when we started, we first um, enabled a atomic swap between Bitcoin and Ethereum, mm -hmm. and uh, eventually, what became um, Liquality was uh, the wallet. We created a wallet, a multi-chain, multi-asset wallet, and um, while building this this wallet, which is uh, live, it's an extension. Uh, you can download it at Liquality.io. Um, while building that, we also uh, built out the the technology the pieces uh, that we now make available to um, other developers and businesses um, in, in form of SDK 
So basically the library today, this is what Liquality is today. Uh, the goal of Liquality is an open, more equitable world that is enabled by Web3's decentralization principles. So decentralization principles is something that is really important to us. And how can we make it easy for others to build with those principles, um, whatever they need in in um, Web3. So um, for example, if you are a business that like a, you know, a game, for example, that is a Web2 business really, and would like to add a feature of Web3, like a wallet, then um, you can use these SDKs and they have the principles of um, being non-custodial um, and being um, easy to uh, fully immersive and you don't need to hire like a uh, whole staff of uh, Web3 developers. So um, this is one of the use cases. Um, we also have started uh, building a community. Uh, we have a big focus on the global South. We think that um, the biggest innovations are coming from the global South eventually to really solve problems. So in the global North, we, we built the technology that is for us I mean, it's it's so new that, I mean, we have the ledger we can build, but the Global South will make it much more interesting because, you know, that's my strong belief um, that we will get all the innovation from there. They have real needs. It's like, I often heard someone say before that in a Global North or Western society, um, people look at, look at, they huddle. But if you're coming from a country where you're dependent on your crypto, you're spending it because you're early in spending because you don't have a choice. You know, the, the, the freedom to or the luxury to hang on to the huddle. So uh, you raised seven million for your project. When was that, please? Um, that was in 21, 2021. This, this was uh, also, of course, the, the moment that we spun out of uh, consensus. Mm -hmm. um, so that's the model. It's a venture studio model, right? You you start in, internally, you, you get funded, you have to present. It's the same kind of like uh, VC flow that you would have uh, if you're outside, you know, you, you keep presenting and make, making sure that you provide value that that is seen and you communicate that. And um, then eventually, once you are like, uh, you know, approved as having value, um, you start going outside and uh, start a race and so that's what we did brilliant so tell me now that because the focus of this series is female-led did you come across any impediments now you had a male co-founder too as well but did you really come across any impediments with the vcs do they, they ask you different questions do you see any were you treated differently i guess is how i'm asking how would i know <laughs> right i mean i can't i can't i can't i mean i have never raced as a male so i wouldn't know the answer to that um um, I have to say, be, because we were in consensus uh, and during the race, uh, we also uh, worked with Collider, which is another Collider Labs, which is another um, uh, venture studio um, accelerator. Um, so for introductions and all this, um, it was amazing. We, we got introduced. What I realized then um, was that, yes, there are lots of males in that space, right? And so Simone and I were very much aligned on um, the the vision um, that we want to create greater equality and so also our target uh, audience is diverse our team is diverse and so uh, we very quickly made the decision um, we became aware of like wow well, you know there, there are basically lots of males and we became aware to to really make an effort to invite investors that are diverse 
Like, so we, okay. we literally went out to uh, a, a lot of different groups and invited them to our pitch. So you're choosing the, the VCs based on the lineup, the diversity of their lineup. Yeah. That was also that was that that was uh you know um yeah realizing this I mean um this this for me was the the first race and so um you know realizing that how, the role a, an investor can play is super important you know and mm-hmm. um, we have seen this um, by way of the um, intros that we got from Consensus and that we got from Collider so um, and then you have uh, VCs as mentors. So, yes, I mean, all the way through the chain from the beginning to the end, it's like these are all things. And me, it's like somebody who uh, started women in blockchain, you know, for me, that was eye opening to think, wow, you know, like I didn't even it didn't even dawn on me how important that part is. Mm. Female investors, uh, investors of color, investors in different locations, very important. Right. So so um, I understand I, I switched your question. You you were asking whether no, you both um, it out. It's interesting. It's yeah. Interesting. So so uh, you know, from, from my perspective, it's difficult to say. Um, you know, I didn't see any closed doors because I was a female, because when I was there, I was there obviously. But um, you know, understanding how important diversity is on the cap table, uh, that was that was amazing. That was really like an insight that I gained very quickly mm-hmm. after the first couple of days. So I guess I'm asking the question backwards then. What are the best parts of being a female founder? You're already seeking out diversity from in your team, from your investors. But what do you think? Because anyway, we know that the number of female founders receiving money, serious money, is tiny compared to their male counterparts. But what can female founders bring to the table that that, that might change VCs' minds? Um, bring to the table in terms of uh, projects, um, not, yeah, like, I don't know what changes uh, VCs' minds, but uh, for me, it's uh, it's obvious that um, any kind of product, and as I said earlier, um, it's, it's so important to bring in diverse people because it, the products will be um, more sustainable, right? Um, we, we don't want to, and this is not just like a philosophical thing you know it's it's like it's not like oh it's the right thing to do it's not about that uh, nobody would care about that right uh, the right thing to do is is fine but thank you um, but a sustainable product that works for more people and works better for more people and uh, weathers better in crisis that's really important uh, and that is important to to investors uh, as well um, one example that I had from the investment bank was that during the financial crisis in 2008, um, the banks that had more females in leadership positions fared better. Mm-hmm. And Wall Street after 2008 had huge initiatives uh, for women, getting women into leadership positions, not because everybody suddenly realized it would be a nice thing to do. Right. Everybody realized that the bottom line was affected positively by having women in leadership positions. Perfect. And so, so products, uh, the products we build, um, yes, women bring other uh, aspects to, to decision making um, and have just, you know, um, different insights. So raising three million, that's a lot of money back in 2021. Um, How's the process been? Have you had hiccups, highlights? Seven, seven million, yeah. Seven million, big part. Sorry. So, um, 
what's it like trying to trying to run a company on that kind of money? Is it what advice would you have for people founders who bring in that kind of money? Um, that's uh, that sounds like okay. You have the money, and now you're like spending. Um, that's actually not how it works. Uh, we have we had a roadmap, um, and we have a roadmap. Uh, and so um, you spend according to to what's needed. Uh, we we build a lot of product. Um, we hired an amazing team, and um, that's how you spend money. Like you know, there isn't any. You, you build how you how you can afford. Yeah. And do you think you'll you go back to the well again or? Where where's the quality now? Is it gonna will you need to fund again or will you have income that will fund the company? We have we have um we have uh, money in the bank uh, through the bear market. We will do a strategic round though, uh, because um you know we are building the SDKs now and we are looking to build out the uh, open and extensible network with the SDKs. Uh, we're also going to um, do a, a token eventually. And so um, building out the community, um, that all takes takes money. And so it's a strategic round. It's going to be a small round, but yes. Mm. What Finally, what advice would you give to female founders who want to emulate what you've done? You've got top three pieces of advice, top one piece of advice to give them. Um, I have to say I very much appreciate uh, my partner, Simone. Um, this is not like, uh, it's not about male or female. It's about like find a partner to to do this with. Mm -hmm. Having a good partner, uh, being a founder, having a good partner that compliments you, like uh, in, in my case mm -hmm. with Simone and myself, uh, is, is priceless, right? Because... Mm -hmm. it, two people see more than one and it's really good to have a sounding board and to 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 be the same for somebody else and, and together you are stronger um that's one advice um other advice is um be aware of your strength and your responsibility in that for example um in, in hiring in like really at every step of the way um, look to contribute the special um, skill you have or the special insights you have. Have a stand, right? So mm -hmm. um, we assembled an amazing team and I know I contributed quite a bit to it because there were things that could just go as as they would just go if you don't do anything, right? You 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 hire and and yes, there will be like so many male developers. Uh, might as well hire hire the first ones. But for example, holding out, keeping an eye on it, um, creating a culture of of you know people. Male developers said yes, it's important. We want to hire a female here now, right? This this is like really the understanding of like why it is important to have a diverse team has mm -hmm. to be the culture of the team. It's not just an afterthought. It's not just like yeah, let's you know get some quotas going and, and numbers and 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 you know um we have a, a, a engineering a female engineering lead we have very strong female engineers that way we can also attract um more female engineers right but the initial um initially that wasn't easy right to, mm -hmm. to find them and um then also we have a very diverse team in general right like uh, we have remote first team 
uh, always were. And we have people in Nigeria, we have people in, in Sweden and in Panama, you know. So, so we already have uh, a, a lot of different, in India, of course, um, a lot of different types of um, input. And so those are those are things um, you know. As as you grow this, it's so delightful to um, to see how you know you can you can create something that is um, that that is just working. You know, and that's this is this is amazing to to have a good team um, and a good partner in 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 building. Is, is really important uh, in this type of uh, entrepreneurship. Yeah, I like your, your, I very much like your comment too, and I'm not surprised because you're creating the legacy that you want to, the change you want to see, you're creating it. It's not just you're yes. getting on. And th- yeah. this is exactly what it is, right? If, if yeah. your vision is a, a more uh, open, equitable world, then please bring the, the experts in, right? And, and, yeah. and really, you know, the ability to be able to tap into into these different uh, communities and cultures is is amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh, fantastic. Thank you so much for your time today, Tessie. That was very interesting. Sure. I love Thank the you. fact that the two things that stand out for me in this interview, one is that it's too important to leave from to men alone. Obviously, that's why you cannot uh, to, uh, make the mistakes of the past. But secondly, when you are in a position as you are, to affect change, making that change and making the difference right in your community. So that, that is very powerful. Thank you so much for your time. Let me add one thing to that. Okay. Um, yeah. So so white males often get like um, uh, a lot of sla- like, you know, like for being white males. Um, mm-hmm. White males are the best um, allies, right? Tell them okay. what to do. Tell them like what is needed because of course, like we all have blind spots. And so it's, it's something if it doesn't affect you, then you don't know, right? Mm-hmm. But if it does affect you as a minority, a female, a person of color, a gay person, who who knows? Um, every everything is minority in some ways. But um then communicate that, right? And and um males are great allies. Make them allies and 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 really have them understand how important this is. Brilliant. Thank you so much. Another piece of advice. Uh, amazing. Thank you so much for your time today, Fessy. And Thank I wish you. Let's go forward. Thank you. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the latest Irish Tech News podcast. Check back every day for the latest episode. You can follow us on Twitter at Irish underscore tech news. On Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Irish Tech News. On LinkedIn, linkedin.com forward slash company forward slash Irish dash tech dash news. On Instagram, instagram.com forward slash Irish Tech News dot IE. And on TikTok, tiktok.com forward slash at Irish Tech News.